Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, folks. Rob Hessler here with another episode of Art on the Air, my weekly Savannah Morning News special here at savannahnow.com. Thanks for tuning in. Got a really fun episode lined up for you this week. I spoke with artist Charlie Ellis about the SLAM event, Savannah Local Artist Market, which is upcoming this weekend over at the park adjacent to the Salvation Army on B Road in sort of Midtown Savannah near Daffin Park. Charlie was a really great interview. He was such a nice guy, such a charming fellow. I mean, I, I, I challenge you to not be charmed by him in listening to this interview here. But this Slam event is in its third iteration here. He's done it the last two years. It's been a big success, showing lots of local artists all in an outdoor environment, in a big field. So it's COVID safe and it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of different types of artworks and, and artists that are involved. And it really um, has been a great time in the in the previous years and I can't wait for it this year. So it was a really great pleasure to talk to Charlie. This is a quick, short interview and um, I think you're really going to enjoy hearing all the details about the SLAM event. I wanted to mention, of course, you can catch other episodes of Art on the Air and my corresponding Art Off the Air columns as well as all of the things that I write here for Do Savannah and the Savannah Morning News at savannahnow.com in the entertainment section. Just finished up this week my 10-article series about the fence art project in the Starland District with my interview with Clinton Edminster and the article all about him. So check that out and check out all the artists that are part of this really, really great project that just... Uh, went up in the Starland District. But anyway, let's get into our interview here this week with Charlie Ellis. Again, talking about the Savannah Local Artist Market, the SLAM event coming up this weekend. Enjoy. This is going to be the third annual Slam Festival. It's coming up here this March 6th on Saturday, starting at 10 a.m. in the park adjacent to the, the Salvation Army on B Road there. I, I want to ask you how this kind of all got started, because I know you had a booth over at the um, Two Women in a Warehouse, and you're kind of you know working on your own stuff. How did it go from... All right, I'm surrounded by a couple of different artists and artisans here at like at a place like Two Women in a Warehouse to being this huge, huge event with literally <laughs> like over a hundred artists all kind of joined together, all selling their works out in this open field here in a non-tourist area of Savannah. It's hard for me to say how it evolved because it just did, and and I didn't have anything in mind or any. I just thought it would be a great idea for the art community of Savannah to have something 
to um, promote their work, there was the Isle of Hope, which was what I call the granddaddy of them all, was the Isle of Hope Art Festival, and it was huge. It was much bigger than what we've got going on here. And they've incorporated a wide range of artists, and uh, and I didn't want to compete with it, but I went to uh, the three big art organizations, which is the Savannah Art Association, the Tidy Art Association, and the Landings. And I asked them all the same question. And I asked them, are there too many of these events, or too few, or, or <laughs> just like, and they all said too few. So I said, well, why don't I put on an art show and get all the the, the artists from the community together and and, and see what, what happens. And I, I thought originally, maybe I might get 35 artists, but in the first uh, slam event, we had 62, I think it was. And I was really amazed. And it came off good. Everybody had a good time. We had a lot of repeat people come back the next year. And uh, we had something 74 come uh, last year on leap day. But it, it just kind of evolved. And I don't It's hard to say how it happened. <laughs> I just thought it was a good idea. I um, love it. I mean, and, I can just... And, and it worked. Yeah, I know. I can, I can hear it in your voice. It's so funny because it's almost it, it, you almost sound like you're in disbelief, like that it even that it even happened. Well, I, I thought it would work, but not to the extent that it had, uh, or it did over the first and second years. This year, there may be a little bit of a drawback because of COVID. Uh, right now, we have uh, 42 artists signed up and paid with three weeks to go and I'll probably have get maybe 20 more I don't know we'll see yeah but you know what's great actually this is one of the things that I kind of love about this event is that it is COVID safe you know what I mean this is like this is the perfect kind of event to have right now because it's out in the open air so it gives people an opportunity to go and experience art and see art and be around art and uh, in kind of a big art event without really you know, exposing themselves. I mean, it's, of course, there's always danger to being out in public, but it's it's kind of more minimal as far as things go. I mean, it's it's open. It's like you can you can easily social distance. You can easily have a mask on, and you're out in out in the open air. Well, I wish I had said that because then you could have quoted me. But that would have <laughs> been perfect. Yeah, it gets people out of their houses. People are you know suffering from. Uh, being homesick, that is, sick of home. And they want to get out and do things. And this is a great opportunity because it's open and we'll be observing COVID protocols and uh, just hope we have a nice day. Last year, it was a beautiful blue sky day, but the wind was howling. It was crazy. Were you there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course I was there. Yeah, the wind was... <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I, I just, you know, if I saw you, I didn't know who you were or something. But, yeah, and Bill Dawes was there also. But, uh, anyhow, it gets people out of the house, and, like you say, it gets them to do something meaningful, to go and look at great art, the 
wide variety of art, you know, with the photo photographers, the ceramicists, the textile people, the wood people, everybody. Yeah, let's talk about that variety because I think that that's really interesting that you mentioned that because one of the things that I loved and I noticed this in the first iteration and also in the second iteration is that it almost seemed like there were little areas. For example, Roots Up Gallery, you know, Leslie Lovell and Roots Up Gallery, she, she brought her gallery there, but then a bunch of the artists that were associated with Roots Up also ended up having booths in the in the festival and they were all kind of in a line so like if you knew roots up you could go there and there would be like several artists maybe that you knew that were all kind of joined together so i thought that was really cool and really interesting that there was like it was almost like as you mentioned i mean like from sort of craft-based art to even like the highest end sort of fine art was involved in the project right well I remember going into Leslie, not knowing her, going into her shop and pitching the the idea of coming. And her eyes lit up and she said, count me in. And she said, and I can probably bring most of my people from Roots Up Gallery. And she delivered. She did. She brought, brought, I don't know, five or six of them. And they were all in the line there together, and so it was kind of a little community within the community there. And that worked real good. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I, I actually, and I remember, I think Jose Ray had like a book signing there, and he shows his work there as well, and he's kind of a well-known artist. And so, you know, it's a, it was a really, I mean, you had a, a great variety. In fact, from what I understand, and I was talking with David Laughlin, I mentioned before we before we were uh, before we started talking, and um, and he was involved in kind of helping you get things together in the first, the initial iteration and all that. And he was mentioning that you guys actually had to turn away some artists in those first two iterations. People were having to show stuff on the outside of the fence because it was so popular, I guess you might say. Well, exactly. The first year, I turned away people because I really didn't know how many uh, people the park would hold. And I didn't go all the way around the fence, plus some of them the outside. And then last year we went the same way, but we put some people in the infield as well. So, yeah, it, it, it's gotten bigger every year, except I don't think we'll have it this year, but We'll see. Yeah, well, I mean, you're already over 40, though, so it's going to be a huge event. Now, I wanted to mention, I wanted to ask you here, too, because I know last year, for example, you had a couple of non-artistic vendors, people that were selling food, whether it be actual, there was, a, uh, I believe there was one or two food trucks, and then there was also, I, I remember buying some, like, cake, I believe, or some pastries that were, they were also for a, um, a a charity of some sort. I can't remember exactly. Are you planning on having that kind of thing again this year for people who kind of want to make a day of it? Well, yeah, we'll have plenty for them to, uh, uh, for their lunch or whatever. We'll have three food trucks. And there's a Thai food truck and there's uh, Molly's Fish and Chips and then the Big Cheese, which is grilled cheese sandwiches and 40 or 50 different varieties, plus the Jenny's Ice Cream from Wilmington Island and Flirt Bakery from Wilmington Island. Was so, Flirt there you know, last year? You Maybe won't that... leave there hungry. 
Flirt was there last year, I think, weren't they? Because I I feel like maybe that's what I was thinking of. Because I know that place. I love Flirt, actually, down on Wellington. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, um, I mean, I know you're kind of busy with trying to get everything together right now. And I know that this has been, you know, this is an, this other than just being an art event. I know that this is important for you on a personal level that you get this involved. So what are you kind of hoping for to conclude this interview? What are you kind of hoping for people will get out of this year's slam event? I, I hope that the spectators will go home with something to hang on their walls. And I hope that the artists will go home with a pocket full of money. Um, <laughs> that's per- um, so and that, that's kind of a win-win situation. And uh, I hope, uh, you know, I, that's what I hope is that people will go home with the mark that they love and uh, the artists will go home with the satisfaction that somebody liked my art and took it home with them. In addition... We will have the community canvas, which I have a four-by-eight-foot sheet of plywood that I'm going to paint white and then have a lot of colored paint of it that I hope the spectators will go over and paint something on. Doesn't matter what, just to paint. Um, And once we get one side of the sheet of plywood painted, we'll turn it over and paint the other side to see what we end up with. And then we're having the, uh, within the artist, the outrageous or frivolous award of any artist who comes up with a uh, something wild and crazy incorporating the slam logo or the slam theme, they will receive a prize. And uh, well, we've done something similar to that last year, but we hope that that catches on this year. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Actually, I love that community canvas. I'm going to have to have my 15-month-old uh, grab up a brush and, and add his mark to the uh, community canvas, I think. Right, yeah. That, it, it, it'll give the uh, public something to do. And then we have the, the uh, signature line of slam furniture, which is old furniture that I've policed up at garage sales or whatever that I've repainted with slam on it. And uh, there's a great big sofa that uh, Lisa at Gypsy Woman Gypsy Girl on Bull Street she bought last year and has it in their shop. People come in and see it and it's painted up in a Jackson Pollock style with slam written in big letters across the cushions. But we'll have chairs and benches and the table or two, all with slam written, uh, painted on them. And, and they'll be for sale. So, uh, and, and they can be used to, for the people to sit on or sit in while they are eating. Before I noticed that the people would have to buy something from food truck and then have to stand up and eat it. So that's what. That's why I started with the signature line of slam furniture. <laughs> I love it. That sounds so fun. Uh, looking forward to it. So, if people, so you know, by the time that this, um, by the time that this article comes out and such, 
it'll be probably a little too late for people to, you know, still artists to still sign up. Are you taking signups until the very last minute? What's your sort of your plan there? Yeah, if somebody comes in a couple of days before and says, I got to do it, and if I have space, well, bring it on, and uh, we'll we'll get them in there somehow. All right, if people uh, want to do that, how would they do that? How would people get get a hold of you if they want to, to sign up, or even if they just want to find more information out about the event? Email is the best way, Pojo Point, C-O-J-O-T-O-I-N-T, at Comcast.net. That's all the time we have for this week's episode of Art on the Air with your host, Rob Hessler. Listen every Wednesday for our live show, broadcasting from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on 107.5 FM, Savannah Soundings, and worldwide at WRUU.org. And you can catch past episodes on the WRUU station archives on our website, as well as on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. We'll talk to you next week, where we'll have another batch of art on the air. going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.